Hey, brother, life is short. And the real world, well, yeah, it's basically horrible. So why not distract your brain with another podcast, specifically Plumbing the Death Star? It's a dumb podcast where me and Joel Zamet and our beautiful friend Joel Dusha ask dumb pop culture questions like, hey, how would you explain to your dad that you fucked the pie in American Pie? Or what the hell is going on in the Cars universe? Just give it a listen. I reckon you'll like it, or at the very least, it will provide you with a momentary distraction, and that's basically the same thing. So if you want to chuck another pot in the pile, head to wherever you get your podcast, whether that's you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is, search for Plumbing the Death Star. I know it sounds like it's going to be a Star Wars podcast, and we do talk about Star Wars occasionally, but it's, we just do anything. Any question about any... We did a fucking episode on Encino Man recently, so... Once again, search for Plumbing the Death Star wherever you get your podcasts and start listening to them. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? Dear Lord, what if I told you that all the things I believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Ah, reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, Lord is terrifying. We're at the fringes of the map. And there's more than just dragons. In your name I pray. Amen. I'm going to push the door open carefully with uh, mm-hmm. my Derringer in hand because I'm more comfortable with that. Okay. And uh, like kind of do the, you know, clear the clear the hall, like look one way, then the other. Sure. Is there anybody there? No one responds. Okay. I, I with my back against the wall, I like scooch over to that door and sort of knock behind me and go, Miguel, come on out. It's uh it's Edwards. You come in here. No, you come out here. I'm not going into that madman's room. Oh that bad, huh? Shit. Alright, I'll be right back. <laughs> go back I go back to Crown's room. <clears throat> um all right. Miguel won't come in here because he says Crown is a madman. And um, when I asked that bad, huh? he said, yeah. So let's get Singh over to his room. But well, what about this as a point to the corpse? Well, I mean, it hasn't moved in quite some time, and you seem to have dispatched it rather thoroughly. So um, I don't know. Do you want me to put a binding on it or something? Would that make you feel better? I mean, it was in a box and walked through it or no, something. No, no, so no, I'm no, no, an occult binding. Sorry, you can do that? Yes. Uh, can I inside check? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, I guess, Edwards, do you really believe that you could do something oh, like that? Oh, fuck no. Or are you actually saying that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like... Reverend, he clearly can talk to the dead. Maybe he has such a power. You are a man full of surprises. All right, yeah, if you can do that, I, I'll feel a little bit better about that. Thank sure. you. Sure. All right, I'm going to reach into my valise and pull out uh, a little, um, like, drawstring bag of salt. And I'm going to just pour, like, a small circle around where the Dunchetto man is. And I'm going to quietly mm-hmm. mutter some, like, Latin for a few seconds. Uh, do you... <laughs> do we how much latin do either of you know <laughs> he's a mm. priest very little all right well then it works all right i don't know how well that will hold but considering there's not much of it left the best i can do under the circumstances <laughs> well we can hope i guess 
All right. Um, I'll take seeing by by the head and the shoulders. You want to grab his feet? Yeah. All right. You transfer Sing from Crown's room to the room next door, which proves to be empty. The door, I mean, like, not, sorry, when I say empty, I mean no one was sleeping here. Uh, you, when you open the door, you do spot Miguel hiding underneath a bed. He has, like, a, a like a little pistol, like a little six-shooter, probably like a snub-nose something-something. As you come in, he's, like, hesitantly pointing it at the doorway, eyes wide. He lets you enter, though. If I weren't holding Sing's legs, I would have my hands in the air. When all three of you are in, he scurries out from underneath the the bed, quickly closes and latches the door, and then puts himself back underneath the bed. So, how are you? In a in a panic, in a little bit of a panic, you can see no need for a roll. He is yes, panicking. Mm-hmm. I I need your help, and I'm willing to pay. Well, of our help with what? Of course, we would gladly help you. How much exactly? He from beneath the bed drags out a like a. You know the sort of doctor's bag? It has like a, yeah, a yeah, yeah. latch. It's made out of... Yeah. He pulls out one of those, opens... He turns away from you and opens it up. Do either of you make any effort to see what's inside? I don't care about the money. So no. I would like to see what's inside. Okay. You like peer around. You see this bag is like stuffed full of cash. There must be... Well, oh no. I mean, like you can see it as well. It's a lot of big notes, like 50s and 100s. There must be like... Maybe a million dollars in this bag. Maybe more. It's stuffed full of money. He takes out like a, a, a wad of cash, turns around and proffers it towards you. I'll pay you a lot of money. That's exactly how much I require. <laughs> All right. He, you take the wad of cash. I, um, I've, I've done a very stupid thing, he says. That's been going around tonight, yes. I've taken... I've taken a lot of people's... I've made a lot of deals. I made a deal with those agents for some money. I made a deal with Sir Crown. I made a deal with the two French people individually. I made a deal with... Reverend, you realize... This seems... It's starting to feel a little bit partially like a confession. Like he quite clearly is a little bit worried about his immortal soul right now. Mm -hmm. I made a deal with... uh, I made a deal with the, the German woman uh, for money. I made a deal with uh, the, uh, the, 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 both, both the oil tycoon's children. That one, you only know Otis Bismarck. You don't know what he means by both the oil tycoon children. I made a deal with, uh, I, I made a deal with a criminal um, uh, against a man of the law. I made a deal with... I think that's it, he says. Let's see, how many of those people are still alive? Miguel, looking at you, Reverend, wide-eyed, Miguel says, do you, do you, um, I've, I've heard about, um, uh, what are they called? Um, like a, uh, like a pardon from God. For what kind of pardon are you looking for? I, we need to stop this train, he says. Are you trying to do penance? Is that what you... That's the word, right? Penance is the word, yeah. Yeah. You don't understand. We need to stop this train. Everyone else is going to die if we don't get to some law enforcement or... Uh, weren't some agents supposed to meet us at a future station? 
I am telling you, if this train keeps moving, we're all going to die. Well, too late on most of that. Why would stopping the train make any difference? I was supposed to get off at the switching station, but... So... I think you'd better start from the beginning. So, the first person who approached me was Lucas Bismarck. Lucas Bismarck? You just know who Lucas Bismarck is. Lucas Bismarck is the younger half-brother to Otis Bismarck. Hmm. He is kind of like a... Uh, you wouldn't really call him... Well, no, actually, I guess he kind of is a black sheep of the family, because as a half-brother, he is like a... Not deemed to be, you know, an honorable sort of... It's kind of like a hush-hush. The Bismarck family doesn't want to talk about infidelity and whatnot. Otis... Actually, you know what? You don't know this about Lucas directly. What you know is something about Otis. You know Otis is the sole heir to the Bismarck Oil and Coal Company. And if something happened to Otis, then naturally Lucas could potentially stand to earn a lot. I made a deal with Lucas. This train is not going to arrive in San Antonio. Is Lucas on the train? No. Right. Of course, that would be silly. A few hours from now, this train is going to go over a bridge. That bridge, um, it, that bridge is just past a blind corner. And that bridge, I don't think, is going to be there. If ah. we do not stop this train in the next few hours, we will all end up in a river. I think we need to get off this train. That's a fair assessment. But if we stop the train, how are we going to get away from the people on it that wants everyone else dead? Precisely. It's a train full of murderous madmen who are fighting over a mummy that we killed with a magic shotgun. But if we get off the train, that all becomes their problem, doesn't it? So I think the three of us... And you, my dear Miguel, and your big bag of money should all take a bunch of Mr. Crown's jewelry and leave the train together. Well, also, I mean, I look at Singh and I think back and I go, there's also someone guarding the area from the train. Sniper. If we go to leave, we're going to get seen. The sniper is at the front of the train, Miguel says. Um, I think he's forcing the train driver to keep going. I don't see why he would care if we were on the train and not with him. We're nothing to do with these fingers in ice. We're, uh, frankly, bumblers who wound up somewhere we don't belong. Oh, he did leave us. Reverend, please. I don't want to die with my soul dirty. I have more to say. I don't want to die at all. Let's get off this train. Go on. Lucas, he, um, he has contacts, knows people. He knew that... Uh, those agents would be transporting the body on this train. And he invited all those those crazy people onto this train, knowing that his brother would be among them. He was hoping that one of them would kill his brother or that the derailment would kill his brother. Well, his brother's... I did it. I did it all. I knew they'd die. I knew Enrique would die. I knew... Uh, I knew Gustavo would die. Alejandro, Olivia, Emilio. I knew they'd all die. I knew they'd all die. I please forgive me. He like crawls forwards and grabs the 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 like the hem of your pants. 
God has a capacity to forgive Miguel, but First Corinthians states, nor cheats, swindlers, and thieves, nor greedy graspers, nor drunkards, nor foul-mouthed relievers and slanderers, extortionists and robbers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Miguel, you have you have committed sin upon sin. Uh, Daniel. Yes. Uh, a word uh, in your ear. Perhaps now sure. is not the time to... Um... When you pull the reverend aside, Miguel kind of like crumples inwards and you hear him sobbing. Uh, let's, let's, um, <clears throat> while what you're saying is important and correct, why don't we give this man just a, an, a modicum of hope for the moment so that he keeps it together and then you can tend to his immortal soul once we make sure that his body uh, avoids mortality for a little longer. Yes? I don't want to tempt any souls here, Edwards. And honestly, after what I've seen from you and seen from this train and... Mm-hmm. I turn to Miguel and I I crouch down and I take my Bible out from John and I hand it to him. And I go, if you really want to cleanse your soul, you know, this helped me a bit. Have it. And hopefully when you get off this train, you can read it and become better yourself. Miguel takes the book, but looks at you not really understanding, I suppose. Uh, he doesn't really understand, I suppose, the full context and weight of the situation so he doesn't say anything, but he just kind of nods d- uh, mutely, dumbly, like he, like he'll figure out whatever you mean later. For- forgiveness takes work. It takes time. It doesn't happen all of a sudden. And I want you to think about this for a second. John Crown is a murderer. Frida Dietrich, murderer. A lot of people on this train, murderers. And because of what you did, so are you. If any of them ask for forgiveness, it would be difficult to forgive them immediately. It takes time. It takes effort. Take that time yourself and become better. But you have to live to do that. The door to the front of the train opens and someone steps into this train Just car. As, as you finish that up, I'm going to give you like the hardest thumbs up I possibly can, because that was gorgeous what you just said to that man. <laughs> I I give a slight nod off to the side to you, and as I hear the door open, I look at Miguel and I go, you're right, we need to leave, but we need to leave alive. Let's think smart. When the door opens and you hear footsteps coming down towards the back of the train, Miguel still holding the Bible, but now only in one hand, zips back underneath the bed, grabbing that little doctor's bag on his way, and he holds the doctor's bag in one hand, the Bible in the other, with the gun also, kind of like awkwardly grasped all in one hand. He kind of just holds all of it close to himself. That's the Holy Trinity right there. (laughs) Bag of money, the Holy Bible, and a pistol. Yeah. What more does a man need? He's holding America right in his hands. (laughs) Knock the mic over. <laughs> Give that man the presidency. <laughs> a million dollars um, in eighteen fifty, whatever he could have it. As footsteps walk towards the rear of the train, you hear <whistles> "Bonnie Old England." The door to Sir John Crown's car opens. There's a moment of silence, and you hear, "What the fuck?" Hmm. <laughs> Do I explain or do I hide? Well, someone's been a cheeky sort, haven't they? 
Mason, I can see this going badly very quickly, and I'm going to try to make this uh, right before we are killed. I say a prayer for you under my breath, and I level the shotgun. But oddly, my finger is off the trigger. Uh, uh, Humming the refrain of the same song as I walk up, I do Uh like a uh, on his cabin door. Uh, Yoo-hoo! Oh, well, when you step out, he hasn't stepped into his room yet. He's just Ah. opened the door. So if you open the door to the one you're in, you can just step out and see him. Do you want to expose yourself fully? Oh, golly. Uh, well, not now that you've said that. Um, I'm going to peek out <laughs> with just to figure out. Like, uh, hello. <clears throat> so John Crown, sure enough, standing there, turns to face you. Uh, this is terribly embarrassing, but I am afraid I owe you a bit of an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know how everyone on this train is uh, killing people? <laughs> he He smiles, gives you a little bit of a <laughs> laugh and says, yes, I, I'm vaguely aware. Right. Uh, well... Dr. Singh was shot, and we ducked into the first available car, which happened to be yours. And in a mm-hmm. panic, knowing that you have some firearms about your person, um, and I hope you don't mind, but I took the liberty of borrowing a brace of pistols for personal protection, for which I uh, sincerely apologize. I intended to, uh, of course, speak with you about it as soon as possible. But if I may remunerate you for the loan... Uh, or in some other ways make amends, I thought as another gentleman you would understand. He turns to face you, and as he does so, you see that on his neck there's a massive burn, like a giant burn wound. You are not sure where it came from, but yeah, there's like his neck is really badly burnt. Then on the shoulder of that same side, you can see he's been shot, and there is a red pool slowly expanding there. Also, we have the doctor in here if you want that to be um, looked at. Why don't you... Have you exposed yourself fully? Uh, I'm, I'm like Scooby-Dooing Just out of peeking, the door. Yeah. yeah, I'm head and left shoulder. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Why don't you come on out here and uh, let me have a look at you. No, if that's all right with you. Crown kind of sweeps his his coat or blazer back a bit, and you, you see that he doesn't have the pit holsters anymore. He must have switched guns at some point. He now has hip holsters, two still, though. You're not sure what the pistol is, but it looks truly enormous. He swings those back and just rests his hands gently on each of those pistols, no, I really insist. Please, take a step out here. Let me have a little look at you. 
Can I gauge his intent? It, you get the impression, you get the immediate impression of like a cat playing with its food. You feel like Sir John Crown is going to make Edward sweat a little bit before he shoots him. I look to Miguel and I put my hand out and I make a gun look and I ask for the gun that he was just given. He slides the gun towards you. As the clattering sound of the gun sliding happens, Sir John Crown, he he hears that sound and then Edwards, it's so fast. His gun is in his hand and is pointed directly at you. In that amount of time, in that fraction of a fraction of a second, he determines very quickly that it's not you trying to do something, but someone inside. So rather than pulling the trigger, he just points the gun in your face. It actually happens so fast, you literally don't get a chance to react. (laughs) With the gun pointed to your face... He kind of like peers, tries to, obviously he can't see anything past you, but he makes like a pantomimed effort of looking past you and says, you said the doctor was in there. Is there anyone else? All right, steady on now, right? There's uh, it's myself and the reverend and the doctor and one of the members of the train crew and everyone's just a bit frightened. The train crew, you say? Would it happen to be Miguel? I, did. I do happen to I do happen to need to talk to him about something. A little something something he forgot to mention. I didn't catch his name. I'm afraid uh, all of the crew look a bit the same to me. So <laughs> uh. John Crown's eyebrow shoots skywards. You don't think he bought that. Shit. I'm going to duck back into the room and slam the door behind me. Right. Because I wanted to, I wanted to get something in there. <laughs> oh really. yeah, go ahead, yeah? please. How thin are the doors to the cars? Very thin. Cool. Can I gauge where Sir John Crown is? Oh fuck yeah! I'll let. Okay, okay. So I am gonna take this to initiative, uh, but I will allow you. I'm gonna roll first for you to be like for you with the pistol in hand to slowly kind of judge where. John Crown is, but you're not going to pull the trigger till we go into initiative. Fantastic. <laughs> you reckon you've got a pretty good bead on where John Crown is, shall we say? Important question. Does the door open in or out? Or does it slide? The, ooh, that is a good question. I don't know what would be typical or does it for slide? such a train. Is it like a pocket you know what? Yeah, door? Yeah, it would slide. It would slide. That would make more sense, actually. Right. Crown goes first. You start pulling the door closed. Crown has a gun beaded on your forehead. He fires. Oh. Oh my god. Did he miss? Yeah, he he rolled six dice without one success. Jesus Christ. I like Six to- dice, by the way, um, with a negative four for aiming for your head. I like to think <laughs> that that's rolled- like the bullet hole through the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I am so shocked. But li- yeah, like maybe at the exact moment that you start pulling the door closed, the train car like jostles a little bit and his shot goes wild. He, Do you wear a hat? Yeah, I wear an umber. Your hat flies off your head. You don't even want to think about that. Edwards, it's your turn. Oh, fuck. I wish I had both pistols in my hands instead of just the uh, Derringer. But, um, oh, wait, no, that was earlier that I had just the Derringer in my hand when I was in the hallway. I'm going to draw both pistols and just shoot. 
You could draw one pistol, but to draw two pistols is uh, you require like a special ability, unfortunately. All right. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm most comfortable with my derringer. Um, I think in in this moment. Oh, do you already have a pistol in hand? Yes. If you already have one pistol in hand, you can draw the second. Yeah, you. It's just one of them will be your derringer. All right. Cool. So I can. I could draw a gun and shoot both guns. Yeah, you take a lot of penalties, but you can. Well, then fuck that. I'm just going to shoot the one. <laughs> Listen, okay. even though he's got a pair of cool cowboy guns and a cool cowboy gun belt, what he knows <laughs> is his shitty little barroom get-out-of-trouble gun. You hit. You pull your little Derringer out and you fire back. John Crown staggers backwards as you shoot him on the other side of the neck. He Well, he, he has... Two pistols in his hand, so he can't he can't clutch at his neck, but he brings a hand up to his neck and wide-eyed staring stares daggers at you. Did I do so I had the option to do like one shot or all four? Yeah. I would like to have done. Oh, all would four. you have liked Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you have sure. I'll roll the extra dice for that. Ooh. That's oh my god. Two successes became four. Damn. Four successes. Alright. That's four lethal damage. You blow out part of his neck also i i drop the weapon as soon as the shot is made (laughs) you know it's like bang Ah. (laughs) (laughs) reverend it's your turn i fire where i was gonna fire a bullet explodes out from the wall striking john crown in the shoulder he takes a step backwards then uh, he's he's pretty messed up but he's really fucking pissed now Looking at you, Edwards, he says, you really should not have done that. With both pistols, starts firing. Bang, 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 bang. I I don't know if I would have been able to do that, but I I think it's understood that I would have tried to get um, out of in the doorway. (laughs) Oh, well, if if you do that, he maybe he (laughs) comes to the door shoves it open, and then still does. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You, just so long as I'm not just standing there in the open doorway waiting to get shot. That feels stupid to me. Wow! He is rolling really poorly. He had more than ten dice and only got two successes. Wow. <laughs> Christ. I'm he very forces lucky. the door open. You are so fucking lucky. He's just bang, 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 bang. And as you stagger backwards, Edwards, bullets whiz past you. None of them hit you. You see, you fall into like the chair behind you. I think that's you, exactly it. Little- I tripped over something while going backwards. And that's <laughs> yeah. the only reason why every single one of those <laughs> shots didn't hit me. The, the chair behind you puffs every now and then. And you see little like goose feathers and whatnot floating out in the air towards the floor. But then finally, bang. You get shot right in the gut. Edwards, Ooh. you take three points of lethal damage. That's very bad, Adam. Stepping into the room, Crown looks around to see you, Reverend, points one of his pistols at you, fires. You get shot in the leg and also take three points of damage. Oof. Edwards, it's your turn. Uh, fuck. I, I guess I'm going to pull a revolver and shoot him again. You fumbling, draw out the Old Navy revolver, level it at its owner, and you fire. I, I wished I wished that I had a cool line of, like, Shakespeare or something <laughs> to quote as I pull it out. And, like, Edwards is definitely fumbling for that, and just says, oh, fuck, and shoots. <laughs> 
This is, unfortunately, you take a negative one for not having anything in firearms, but you also take a negative one for not meeting the strength requirement of this weapon. So you only have two dice. You deal four points of lethal damage. And if I can move, I'd like to roll off to the side after that. You try to roll... Well, he's standing in the doorway, so there's nowhere to hide. Moving is good. Well, if you want, you can put yourself behind the reverend. And I do. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually... (laughs) If you look at me, I encourage you to do it with my face. Yeah, I, I I roll off behind him. As you do so, you fire and you hit John Crown in the jaw. He staggers backwards, and then when he turns to look at you, you can see you've broken his jaw and are causing, like, loads of blood are just just pouring out of his jaw, dribbling down his front. Do I have time to speak during this, or is it... Yeah, you could say something if you want. Just say, bloody well, stop it, man, or we're all going to die, and there's no reason for it. Reverend. I am going to point the gun at Crown, Mm -hmm. and to Miguel out of the like side of my mouth and I go I'll be joining you in the forgiveness later and I shoot at Crown. All right. You shoot John Crown in the gut. He staggers backwards out of the doorway, hits the wall of the opposite side of the corridor in the train car. Looking down at the bullet hole in his chest where you shot him, Reverend, he looks back at you and manages to splutter in between bloody gasps. He manages to say, well, that just ain't cricket. And then he slides down to a sitting position, leans forward, and stops moving. I pass the gun back to Miguel. Miguel takes... uh, No, Miguel doesn't take the gun. He seems shell-shocked. I lay it next to him. Well, Miguel, you were right. He's a madman. Was. I say, Dr. Singh, if you're not in too much distress, would you mind uh, taking a look at this? Dr. Singh actually responds. He forces himself into a sitting position and gestures for you to come over to him. I will do my best to come over to him. And I was shot in the leg, right? Yeah. Okay. I, um slide myself over to the door and I uh, go to reach for my Bible, realize I don't have it, I gave it away and I say a prayer uh, for Sir John Crown. Singh does his best. He's not in great condition himself so he's uh, more than a little distracted but you can downgrade one point of lethal to bashing damage. Yeah, like I I can't imagine I would have been able to help him. While you're praying over Sir John Crown's body, Sir John Crown snaps up, grabs your hand, looks you dead in the eyes, and then dies. Um, I lightly piss myself, <laughs> for one. <laughs> and I go to reach for the gun, realize I don't have it, and then when he slumps, I... Just slide myself back into the room and I go, God will handle the rest. Back in the room, Singh gestures for you to come over as well, Reverend. I slide myself over. Uh, You, oh wow, he did a little bit better for you. You had a much lesser wound. You, instead of downgrading that point of lethal damage, you can just remove it. So you're only on two lethal. Cool. Cheeky 
bloody bastard shooting me in the gut, I'm taking those fucking rings. <laughs> What's your next move, then, after stealing the rings? While you're doing that, I'm going to I-sing and go, I appreciate your help, and forgive me for being blunt. Are you one of these fingers and eyes, too? Do we need to worry about you as well? Sing looks at either of you and then shakes his head with a very tired expression, shakes his head. He doesn't say anything. He's just, he's quite obviously has difficulty speaking right now. Um, I think we should get Sir Crown's body out of the hole. I don't know why, but I think it would be better maybe if he wasn't out there as an advertisement. You want to put him in his room? Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. All right. All right. Who steps out to get the body? I limp out there. I do as well. Who's first? I'll go first. Uh, You went to do the rings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I came back in and then I I said that, so I'll be heading back out first, I guess. Okay. You step back out. Some primal part of your brain, some lizard, lizard part of your brain right up the back has this brief moment where it's like, predator, something's wrong. You (laughs) turn to your left and look straight down the train towards the front car. It's quite dark, so you actually can't see anything in the darkness, but your mind, in this brief split second, conjures the barrel of a rifle. I would like to drop to the dirt. Wings past you, slamming into the side of your head. You take, you are lucky, it bounced off your thick skull, you take only... Three points of lethal damage. Well, that leaves me with one fucking point of health left. So the way that works is you now take negative two to most actions. You hit the dirt and lay there for a brief moment. Uh, I pull you back into the train car. Or try to. No, no, that's fine. So long as you stay out of the window's line of sight, you can move freely. So you just got to keep your head down. I'm keeping my ass low. Edwards, you're back in the train car you were in before. Sing doesn't really need to, but Sing clambers down off his seat and lies on the floor with the two of you. As he does that, he's going to start bandaging you up. I, I, I pull out a... I shakily pull out a handkerchief that's monogrammed OB. <laughs> uh, that's very good. <laughs> You can remove one of those points of lethal damage, so you now only take a negative one to most actions. Great. Well, remember you were saying that we were going to be fine with that sniper, and he has no business, and we'll be okay? I think that's inaccurate. Miguel, with a shaking hand, holds out for the for the three of you his wristwatch. You can see the wristwatch is just kind of like spinning a little bit, so you only you only get like a vague look at the time. You do not, You. it's insane to realize that it is nearly six. In the morning or at night? In the morning. Miguel says, we have one hour until we hit the bridge. Well, great.
Thanks for listening. If you can't wait to know what happens next, you can grab the complete campaign from our website, sanspantsradio.com, or stay ahead of the pack and get your stories early by signing up to Sanspants Plus today. Once again, that's sanspantsradio.com.